Disclaimer. The following podcast contains material and language of a strong sexual nature that may not be suitable for minors. While not in every episode, this podcast may contain triggering subject matter that may be brought up without warning. Any information or advice given is for entertainment purposes only. We are not doctors. Please consult your physician with any medical questions or before making any decisions regarding your health. Listener discretion is strongly advised. They say that variety is the spice of life. Well, for a lot of people, variety is also the spice of the bedroom. This week on the show, Sarah and I investigate kinks, fetishes, what are they, which is different, how to do them safely, how they can be dangerous sometimes. Join us in the Seth. With Seth and Sarah. <laughs> so I'm so excited about this episode. I can't even tell you. Yes, because <laughs> I, I think when you and I started this show, this was one of the ones we had like penciled in. Like we must discuss kinks and fetishes. Well, because honestly, let's face it, this is kind of this is the subject matter that got us into this in the first place. Yes, this is how like you that, Yeah. How, how you and I became kindred spirits? Because like, wait, you're weird too. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, because wasn't it, it was a Facebook group that I one of us had joined or, or we were posting about, and it was um, something about like not not kink shaming. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to kink, kink shame you, don't mm-hmm. kink shame me. Yeah. Um, and just a lot of conversations about that. And yeah, and I think we both kind of went, hey, wait a well, minute. I, 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 I think that, that may have been maybe the final straw, but I mean, you and I have been having these discussions for years now. <laughs> Well, that's also true. <laughs> but I, th- I think really the important thing to start with kinks and fetishes is what's the difference? You know what? That's a really good question because for a long time, I, I'm i not going to lie. So as much as I've been into this world and um, and involved with it, I I didn't know. I use the two terms interchangeably um, and I have for many, many, many years and I, when we started talking about this episode, I'm like, I should probably find out what the difference is between a kink and a yeah. fetish before we do this episode. Yeah, you were like today years <laughs> old when you found out that they weren't the same thing. <laughs> I was like two hours ago, an hour ago. I was like, I should probably Google this and uh, and let everybody know what the difference is between a kink and a fetish. And there is a difference. There really is. Go ahead and hit us with the Googles. Um, I'm going to hit you with the Googles, guys. Uh, so there is actually an important distinguish, uh, distinguishment between the two. Uh, distinction is, I think, the word I was looking for. So kink is an umbrella term. Uh, that's going to be pretty much anything that red-blooded Republicans don't consider normal sexual activity. Uh, so if you're not doing it missionary style, man and woman, um, it's going to be a kink. Basically anything that is outside the more common mainstream forms of sexual activity. Most prominently, this includes all of the aspects of BDSM, uh, which for those of you who don't know is bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, um, or sadism and masochism. But it also includes things like group sex, polyamory, um, pegging, pony play, littles, age play. Um, I mean, so, so, so much more. Um, so yeah, um, fetishes on the other hand, it's 
much more specific and is either based in psychology or sensation in that it is necessary for the individual's sexual arousal and enjoyment. So, for example, um, it might be a kink of yours to uh, be rough in the bedroom, but it's not required for you to get off. So you can either have sweet loving with your partner or you can have a little rough and tumble. But if you have to have the shit kicked out of you every time you have sex, then that is. (laughs) Well, hang on, hang on. But in order to orgasm, you have to have a finger in your butt. That's a fetish. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Or there's an issue with your prostate, but I'm not judging. I mean, either way, no, no shame either way. I mean. <laughs> so I mean so. before we really get into the nuts and bolts of the different kinks that us and the listeners enjoy, I think it's really important to point out that it's okay not to have one. If you're super, oh, absolutely if you're perfectly content with what would be the, as Sarah just put it, the red blooded Republican sex, fine. <laughs> that's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> You know what? As as weird and kinky as I am, I still enjoy some good missionary now and again. It just depends on what mood I'm in. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, if if that's what you're into, if you are totally cool with just sex, that's awesome. Like one of the one of the listeners that submitted some some kinks, her kink. That's what brought this up was she has no kink. She's like, why can't we just bump genitals for about twenty minutes and be happy? And you can. I'm all for that. Muscle tough. <laughs> Bump genitals and be happy. You know what? I like it. Eloquent. So eloquent. (laughs) And uh, no, I think that that's a great point. And and I think that's where we tend to kind of, we we tend to forget that. I think a lot of us, and I'm sure that I'm guilty of it too sometimes. It, It gets, it gets hard sometimes when you are hearing so much of the, oh my gosh, you know, that person's a freak. You know, I don't, I don't tell everybody about my personal life. You know, my, most people that I work with and most people outside of, you know, my, my very small bubble of close friends, uh, you know, they don't know everything that I'm into and, and there's no reason for them to. Um, but, you know, when they start talking and, and you start hearing some of the things that they're throwing around, you know, oh, this person's a freak. Oh, this person's this. Oh, this person's that. You know, it, it's easy to get defensive. And and it's easy to start, you know, just, yeah, I'm getting defensive. And, and it, it's, I don't know. I'm probably going off on a tangent here. But it is okay. easy to forget sometimes that it's it's totally okay for people not to have kinks and to... To not not get mad at people for <laughs> for just being into normal vanilla sex. <laughs> That's to- yeah. Again, no shame in anyone's game. If long as everyone's of of age and consent, go for it. You know exactly. Which actually brings me to a really good point, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that you said that because I do want to point out since we're talking about the difference between kinks and fetishes, or we, we just were a second ago, um, some fetishes are problematic. Yes. Uh, yes. 
And I think the biggest one, which is just makes my blood boil, is the people that try and normalize things like pedophilia. Right. I mean, because that is that is an illness. Yes. They, they've gone to the point where they've tried to make a pride flag for it. And the LGBTQIA plus community, oh. yeah, community was not having it. Oh, no. And and I don't care. Ugh, OK. Mm. Listen, and I, I'm really confident or I'd like to be really confident that anyone who's listening to this knows and I am preaching to the choir that the kink community in large and the LGBTQ plus community in large does not support in any way, shape, or form people with a a pedophilic disorder, people with a, um, a, a dangerous voyeuristic disorder, not a consensual voyeuristic disorder, but a dangerous, if, problematic voyeuristic disorder. If you're disorder. peeping on your neighbors without their consent, that is illegal. You are not Correct. engaging in a kink or a fetish. You are breaking the law and invading their privacy. If you, if you are engaging in a fetish that does not allow for consent and causes clear harm to another if, you, if acted on, that is problematic. That is not okay. Period. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. And I think I would hope and, our listeners would agree. <laughs> Yeah. So and and no like I said, the kink community at large, the LGBTQ plus community at large, they are not behind those people. Period. Yeah. We would like them to get help. The the help that they need uh to have a healthy life. But we will never we accept them the way they are. <laughs> no. We are we are not supporting those those fetishes, those fetishes are problematic. Okay, so we we've got that out of the way. We've Period. got we, we've got yes. the, the 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 ugly out of the way. Are you ready to talk about yes. some of the fun and and kinks and fetishes? Oh my god, yes, yes, okay. please! I'm so excited. So let's start first about <laughs> so there's so there's there's so many accessories when it comes to a lot of uh, kinks, but I think yes. one of the biggest ones is types of clothing and different textiles and textures and stuff like that like for example like uh Uh, yes people that really are into be it gay men and bears or women or straight men is leather and stuff like that and like the smell Mm -hmm. of leather the feel of leather almost like a it it can play into a little bit of a daddy dom type situation but not necessarily but i mean do you do do you have experience or fondness for leather and clothing i love leather um so Leather, as I think a lot of people know, comes in, in you know, it comes in different forms. You have the very raw, stiff leather mm-hmm. um, that kind of still has that that nubbly feeling to it, and then you've got the the very slick leather that's been worked and is shiny and supple. And it's, I mean, leather comes in a lot of lot of different styles, but it doesn't matter how it comes; it always has that smell to it, mm-hmm. and it almost always has that um, that kind of squeak to it and i just i love it and there's nothing i love leather there, there's nothing quite like being restrained with leather i mean mechanical restraints oh, and that's what thing. i love like i don't i'm not a big fan of like leather clothes yeah like that that doesn't really do it too much for me unless it's like a bustier um or like a like a corset uh but oh my god no a good pair of leather cuffs uh yeah one uh oh, a collar 100 percent leather so also as it, as it <laughs> pertains to 
all the clothing and stuff. I mean, I was into a particular thing that you apparently never heard of involving clothes ripping. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Tell me. Okay. So I partake in a particular sexual act called the aristocrat. <laughs> and it's not the dirty joke There's from the movie. Be, there's got to be other names for this out there because I had never heard of this. So what it is, is basically either you and a partner or you and a group of people, depending on who you're with, dress in extremely formal, almost Victorian type clothes. And you sit down, you have a nice meal and you talk like, oh, it's a beautiful day. The weather was fantastic. And then at a certain point, you just drop everything and just start violently ripping the clothes off each other and just fucking like it's the last time so to, to me the sensation of ripping all those huge layers of clothes off it's really exciting and see that is 100% right up my alley which I don't understand why I have never heard of this because masquerades mm-hmm. are like my thing masks the full gowns with all of the underclothes and the petticoats and the bloomers and the shoes and the uh no all of it mm-hmm. I just bluff. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it, it, there's something about just the the. It's it's almost along the lines of like consensual non-consent, even though everyone's there and involved. You know, but. And you know what? Okay, hang on. Mm-hmm. So let's back up a little bit. So this wasn't actually on our list, mm-hmm. and I it was a conscious thing on my part, and we didn't talk about this because sorry, folks, Seth and I do discuss some of these things before we get we, on the show. We are friends outside of being co-host. <laughs> um, so we did not discuss consensual non-consent, and that was I did not bring it up mm-hmm. um, on purpose. Oh, um, but you just did, so I think that we need to kind of touch point on that. As to what that is, because I think that that can be very confusing for a lot of people. Right. So, Seth, do you want to explain that? What sensual, consensual non-consent is? Uh, so, consensual non-consent is... Only, or do you want me to? Well, let me try, and if I miss anything, you can fill it in. Right. So, in my okay. experience, consensual non-consent is agreed upon forcefulness. Like, you are going to do, or I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to be very forceful. I'm going to... It's almost... It's so close to a rape play type of situation. But there is pre-given consent. So the green light is there. And you just go with it unless someone does actually like use a safe word or says, you know, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa stop. This is going too far. Did I hit the nail on the head? Or am I far off on that? Or No, no. Okay, you hit the nail on the head perfectly mm-hmm. or pretty much perfectly. Yeah, it's so it is essentially... Um, a mock rape. It is agreed upon beforehand. There are typically parameters, um, lines, you know, drawn like, okay, you know, no anal or no face fucking or no, you know, you have to wear a condom or, you know, there, there are lines, there are rules uh, agreed upon beforehand and usually safe words or, you know, like the scene is set beforehand. Everything is discussed and decided on and consented to. Like the consent is the big thing before anything happens. Absolutely. Is and then, yeah. Especially in these situations con- con- because it, if you don't have consent, it becomes rape. It just does. Exactly. And then, and then if any line is crossed, it becomes rape. Absolutely. 
because at that point, it's you're doing something that your partner does not want you to do. And, and in any of these situations, oh, if absolutely. you... It, if you're pressuring it, someone the, to do this because it's your thing, it's not cool. Exactly. And as we talk more about these, um, the thing that it, it gets to me so badly when you go into any situation um, where kink is involved is you have to be so careful about who your partner is. You can't just, you can't just walk in willy nilly and hook up with somebody and say, Hey, let's do this very personal thing that requires this huge amount of trust. Um, person I just met at the bar two hours ago. I'm sure there were some who would disagree with that, but I agree with it. I think there are plenty of people on, <laughs> well, no, there's there's plenty of people that belong to clubs or on Tinder all the time that would say like, yeah, I could totally, you know, do this with this guy or girl I just met. But I, I agree that and, you should, it should be something with a trusted partner. Well, and, and you absolutely can, but you're, you're taking a chance, and especially if, if you're on the submissive end of it, and when I say submissive end of it, I mean, if you're the person who's being tied up mm-hmm. or tied down, or if you're on the um, receiving end of a consensual non-consent uh, play, you're, I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge risk. Yes. You're putting yourself in somebody else's hands under the premise that they are going to comply with whatever rules you have laid forth. So, you know, if you're cuffed down, if you're, if you are attached to a piece of furniture with chains and leather, you're not going anywhere. If that person suddenly decides that they don't want to play by the rules anymore, you're fucked. Hey, I want your PS5 and I want to leave right now. (laughs) Yeah, I want your PS5. I'm leaving right now. Oh, sorry about the fact that you live alone Mm -hmm. and nobody's expecting you anywhere for three days. Yeah. Uh, So, yes. Sorry. No, no, no. It's it's fine. (laughs) Because you know what? We need to stress the safety of importance with this kind of stuff with kinks. Because, I mean, we talked about, we haven't talked about yet, but we're going to talk about like choking and fluid play and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. The trust and importance and knowing what the hell you're doing in all of these is so important. If you restrain someone and you cut a circulation to a body part, that could be a huge deal. If you Absolutely. choke someone and that you choke them out, that's a huge deal. If you are doing blood play and you cut an artery, guess what? They're in danger. So please yeah. study, know what you're doing. Don't just walk blindly into things. Have someone show you how to do something first. Don't go, go, don't two inexperienced people jump into things. Study. Exactly. There is so many great resources. You can find so much help on places like Fat Life or any of the number of websites where you can find help and how to do these things. You can do it safely. Exactly. That's just my, no. you, you got on the CNC <laughs> consent pedestal i'm getting on this one safety is important and this is coming from again two medical professionals we want you guys to get your rocks off but please god be safe there there's nothing sexier than safety seth 
And you know what? That might sound like a joke to some of you, but it's fucking true. When everyone it is fucking true. When everyone's breathing at the end and super happy, that's the best part. Hey, because you know what? Here, I'm gonna get really real here for a second. And I just I kind of told you a little bit about this, Seth, before the show started, but I have been in situations where coming out of them, um, I'm not gonna go into too many details, but my life was at risk. Yeah. I put myself into a situation. I was young. I was stupid. I didn't know better. And I put myself into a situation with someone that I didn't know very well. And I allowed myself to be restrained. And they choked me out. And I was unconscious with someone that I did not know half as well as I should have in a hotel. And no one knew where I was. That had to scare the ever-living hell out of you once you woke up, too, I'm sure. Oh, I was terrified. I was terrified. I woke up, and I wasn't out very long, Mm -hmm. but it was long enough for me to realize, you know, to know that I was out. And then he did it again. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, I'm I'm guessing. guessing, And then I was done, and luckily he, you know, he let me me leave. I'm guessing this guy didn't. You know, at that point I was done. This guy didn't get around two, did he? Oh no. <laughs> okay. All right. So are you No, no, no. Are you ready to get back into the exploration of kinks and get off of our high horses and our pedestals? <laughs> yes, off of our high horses, our pedestals, and I fucking been there. Don't make the same mistakes I did, you stupid shits. Yes, we love you all, don't die. So, I love you, my little chicken. <laughs> so we talked about the textures of leather and all that and uh even, you know, rubber suits, latex, all that good shit. One thing that yes. I've always found very interesting and this was submitted by a listener, Hair, because he is a, what the gay community calls a cub, which is a small gay man. He's not a twink, which is a hairless small gay man. He is a, he's a hairy young gay man, and he loves him some other hairy gay men, bears. So, And I, I know plenty of dudes that enjoy, quotes, natural women with, you know, unshaved or women that enjoy a good hairy man. So, I mean, are, dude, I see it. I don't particularly like it. Like, I'm not a huge fan of any kind of body hair. I wish I was totally hairless. But <laughs> what do you think? Um, I'm kind of equal opportunity mm-hmm. on that. You know, I'm kind of good either way, uh, male or female. It, it Hair doesn't bother me. Whether it's chest hair, um, bush underarms, legs, like as long as it's clean and it's, you know, maintained, like I don't want stubble yeah, because stubble hurts. Um, you know, that's, that's <laughs> what I mean. you know, and as long as it's clean, like, you know, the only, the only real, um, I think body hair that, that bothers me mm-hmm. is like beards, like, yeah. like big beards, like mm-hmm. when they get scragged, like, when they get gross, like as long as they're they're maintained, but like when they're gross and you're like hiding your leftover lunch. So yeah, let's okay. <laughs> so the, the, the standards for females, I'm gonna talk about that for a minute because this this it's funny that it threw me off for a minute. But the last woman that I was with had what I would call like three day growth, like a little scruff downstairs, and it okay. had, it had been so long since I had seen any hair on a woman. I was like, whoa. Okay, I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, she was taken aback. She's like, "Really?" I'm like, 
I'm just saying it's I don't mind. It's very well kept. It's very clean. But yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen any of that. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like I said, as long as it's not like scratchy, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, me either to each their own. I'm not sure I want to be, you know, going down on a Wolverine. But I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. My biggest concern is like, is it going to leave my face raw? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, like I said, the hair doesn't bother me. You just, you know, I mean, you're going to push it out of the way. If you can. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to get your fingers down there anyway and like move the labia aside. Mm-hmm. This is true. All right, so, so, I mean, the hair is going to go with it. Right, I'm going to let you pick what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> of, of, of the next two that we have written down. <laughs> I want you to pick. The oh, one I have gonna... to pick out of the next two. Yes, pick out of the next two, and then we'll we'll go. We'll rant about those for about uh, who knows 10, 20 minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, obviously, I'm going to have to go with breath play. I'm okay. Choking, All right. Because despite despite my negative, um, you know, my issues, previous issues with it, uh, it's still one of my favorite things. I am a big fan, and uh, I had one girl tell me that I ruined her for never having it again. Because once she broke up, once we broke up, she could not find another guy that was willing to do it, and it really pissed her <laughs> off. My biggest is my biggest issue is is finding someone that that does it correctly. Yes, like I'm like like I said earlier, find someone knows what they're talking about, and it might be weird to do that. But I had another man teach me how to do this. You know, he. I was very good friends with this guy and his wife, and he taught me how to do it. He showed me with the right amount of pressure where to squeeze, what to use. So I'm indebted, right. I'm indebted to him and his wife to an extent, I guess, for <laughs> introducing me to something that I thoroughly enjoy now. And most of my partners that are willing to participate in that, as all of them are, uh, seem to really enjoy. Okay, and I, I just want to pop in here real fast because I think that you made a good point. So you thanked him and you thanked his wife. Mm-hmm. And I and that's a good point because you you have to listen to your partner. Mm-hmm. If your partner is saying that, you know, this feels good, this doesn't feel good, I like it when you do this, I like it when you don't do that. With any other sexual activity, you're going to listen to that. If you're going down on your partner and your partner says, oh, I like it there, a little to the right, a little more finger, a little less tongue, you're going to listen to those prompts. The same thing is going to go with kinks. One of my all-time favorite movies is Chasing Amy. You ever seen it before? I have. And there's a scene where they talk about going down on girls and how they don't talk enough. Which is, this, I'm not, I'm not saying that girls don't. Most modern girls really do. But it should be sex acts should be treated like the air traffic controllers, like they said, constant directions and information. All right, so I'm going to get a little boys versus girls here yeah. because I'm just going to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. If a guy gives me a direction, mm-hmm. I follow it because as a woman, I know how to take direction. But I'm going to I'm going to say the same thing. If a girl tell if, if I'm if I'm performing and a woman tells me, "Hey, do this." I'm going to do that or move over there. Yeah, but I'm you know what? That. Most men I know won't even listen to directions if I'm trying to get them to the goddamn airport. <sighs> well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but I will say that I'm not like that and I'm sure that if you're smart enough to listen to this show, you were with me on that. Go team, listen. <laughs> but what's also important with breath play, safe words can be eliminated because you can't talk. Oh, so exactly. You, yeah. You, I mean, if you're choking somebody out, you don't have the breath to 
it should give be, a safe word. It should be treated like the UFC tap outs or some kind yes. of uh, other clue, like a, a flick of the wrist or rampant blinking or something should be there. You should have something. Well, right, because that, also if you're restrained yeah. and being choked out, you cannot tap. You should have some, well, you could tap your wrist. I'm doing right now. Well, maybe. Yeah. But there should, there, you have figured out a way with your partner how you're going to identify when you're reaching your threshold. When yes. you can't verbally. And those should all be discussed in advance. Yes. There should be a plan. Like, so again, some inside baseball. You and I normally talk before we even hit record for like, what, 20, 30 minutes before we even touch the button to record each episode? Usually because we're slackers yeah. and while we come up with this show's theme and yeah. kind of a general idea, we don't do any real planning <laughs> but right before we record. I have no problem before getting freaky in the bedroom to have a, a plan, a game plan. Can you deviate from that? Yes, because we've deviated from our script at least three times now, haven't we? Because we chased. Oh, a, God, at least. Yeah, because we chased a rabbit. If you, <laughs> if you if you see something. Squirrel. Yeah, if you see a squirrel and you like you want to. Go for the squirrel, go for it. But just make sure it's in the parameters. You know, if you absolutely if, if you go and try something and they're not into it, that, that just go back to what you're doing. Uh, absolutely. Okay, so the next one of the two that I wanted you to choose from is another personal favorite of mine, which is a bit strange because I love one of them and I don't like the other ones. Blood and other fluid play. <laughs> I am a huge fan of like blading and blood play, but if you want to incorporate like scat or or piss or even spitting, yeah, I'm gonna do it. But blood play, big fan. <laughs> but this is probably along with the choking, one of the more dangerous ones because you, you, if you, like I said earlier, if you cut them in the wrong place, kill them very easily. So, well, and it's not just that; it's not just um, you know the injuries that can be. In- incurred through the cutting it's also knowing your partner and bloodborne illnesses mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean condoms are great for actual sexual intercourse but when you're cutting someone open mm-hmm. and they are bleeding and you have blood and yeah, then there's there's active blood flow happening the the odds of you having blood transmitted person to person is much much higher yeah, which is funny to me because, you know, me being who I am, you know, dealing with blood all day and being terrified of it to an extent, like I won't touch another human being at work without gloves on and sleeves on and all that stuff. But I will cut some, <laughs> I will cut someone's stomach and roll the blood on their abdomen and have that be our, you know, grinding lubricant, you know. <laughs> Sticky. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I you know what? I I think it's erotic in the the sense that it, it's taboo. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of the pain. It's you know, it's got that kind of that that almost like a cringe factor to it, mm-hmm. which I think is hot, but I don't know that it's something that I would turn to even on a semi-regular basis. It, as much as I like it. It would probably be like a a special occasion well, kind of yeah, thing as much as i like it it's not an every time thing it's not even an every month thing this is like you know uh birthdays and holidays type of thing for me happy anniversary <laughs> yes like <laughs> well again it, it, at the same time one thing with kinks is you can't get desensitized to a lot of them 
So if you keep going back to them, I mean, there's certain ones I used to do that I just don't do anymore because like eh, I got old. You know, so I I, sure. I, I don't want sure. I don't want this one to get old because I enjoy it that much. So <laughs> I think that's why it's a, it's, it's like a, that rare treat. Let me treat myself tonight. You know. I get it. I get it. All right. So I actually, I have to point this out because I thought this was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, so urine yeah. is, is a big kink out there. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, it's also referred to as water play or water, water sports. sports, which, okay, here's my, here's my funny <laughs> thing. You will find this on the front page of porn sites, but you won't find, uh, blood play a lot of the time. No, mm-mm. But yeah, so, so water sports. Yeah. <laughs> so I am not into, uh, like, I don't like the smell of urine. No. You know, again, I work with it. It's not anything that I find stimulating. You know, somebody smells like pee, it's usually because something bad has happened. It's, it's not anything that I find exciting. Um. So it's, yeah, it's just not, yeah, like, I don't, don't pee on me. I don't want it in my mouth. Like, urine is waste. Like, your body is getting rid of it. Like, you're getting rid of waste. So you probably shouldn't be putting it in your mouth. Um, Okay, no, you really shouldn't be putting it in your mouth. However, as one of our listeners, uh, we were talking about um, kinks and things that we liked. She said that and and I agree with her here that she enjoys holding a man's penis when he pees and I thought that that was super interesting because I do too and I'm not sure what it is now for her it's it's erotic she finds it purely erotic she's not stroking him or anything he's soft when she does it she likes to hear him piss she likes watching him do it um she thinks it's because he's allowing her to engage uh, engage in something that's considered so off limits um, because it's so taboo. I don't think that's it for me. I don't know what it is. I just, like I, like I told you earlier when we talked about this stuff, if you and I were on a drive and we had to pull over and you were like, I'm going to go stand by this tree and take a piss, I would be like, hey, you want me to hold your dick? Like, like <laughs> no sex, bro. Like, I, I, like I, I, no big deal. I'm like, I'd feel weird about that, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> like you need a hand. Like, no, I don't want to hold your beer. I'll hold your dick. Like, that's fine. Like, no big deal. Hey, whatever works. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but it's seriously. It's I don't know. Like, it's just it's a thing, and maybe it's because I don't have one. Yeah, it's. <laughs> why do you think? Why do you think guys like boobs? Well, there's a whole list of reasons behind that. Yeah, but I mean... It's, like, you know, psychologically. Yeah, I know, but for the most part, it's like, ooh, I don't know if those are nice. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't find it sexually appealing to yeah. hold your penis while you pee. Oh, that breaks my heart Look, I just want to I just want to make it do the wavy thing when you pee. That's <laughs> all I want, you, you okay? Want, you, you want one so bad, don't you? I do. <laughs> so so if, if I bought you a shiwi, would you use it? Fuck right, I would. <laughs> All right, so listeners, you need to send Sarah a shiwi. <laughs> okay, so, I pee in all the bottles in all the traffic. All right, so so let me ask you this. Do uh-huh. you consider sweat at all to be considered part of the fluid game? 
because one of the most... There are some people mm-hmm. that just fucking love sweat. Normally, I don't like it, but I, I will say that one of the most gratifying experiences of my life was in a very hot car and it was just super sweaty. And that was the appeal of it because it was just dripping, no. dripping on each other. Nope. 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 <laughs> okay, so I I love a good, hot, fucking sweaty, mm-hmm. just, you know, we're just going to go balls to the walls and I don't want to stop until we can't even move a muscle. Um, but I swear to God, if I'm on bottom mm-hmm. and you are hovering over me and your sweat like drips on my face, I'm going to punch you. To be fair. In the nose. To be fair. I was not the only one on top. She sweated on me too. Okay. There. Well, yeah, no, I totally get that. But like, here's the thing. Like, I'm going to grab a fucking towel. Like, if I start sweating that bad, I'm going to get a towel. We're going to be like toweling off in between. Like, it's just rude. You know what? We had fun and we still talk about it to this day. So, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. And that's just me. But I'm, I don't know. I got, I have this thing with sweat. I don't like, I don't like sweat. I want to get sweaty. Yeah. I want to have sex that's so great that we get fucking sweaty and it, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't actually want your sweat on me, like to drip on me. That's totally fair. It's totally fair. <laughs> so, okay. Moving on. And to- definitely no spit. Yeah, definitely I'll, no spit don't. unless you're hawking a loogie on my vagina. No, not um, even that. I've never done and that. And I will. Ladies, if you, I will never do that to you. Even if you ask me to. I, oh, my no. God. I will have all the spit all over. Like, Ugh. oh, oh, my God. No, the the best blowjobs are just, they're just so much spit. So much spit. Yeah, but there's a difference between, you know, mouth fluid as a residual of having your face down there and spitting on someone. It, it, it's not my thing. No, no, no. I mean, like, like spit on my pussy before you go down like or before you put your dick in it that's what i'm saying i'm like I'm, I'm, i just that's not my thing if you like it awesome i'm happy for you and those out there happy I'm for not, you i'm not, i'm not saying do, i'm not saying do it because that's a kink i'm saying do it for the lubrication well i mean that's fair that's fair <laughs> but but you, you okay but here's the thing here's the thing you know me well enough to know that there's been like 25 minutes of foreplay before anything goes into anything Sexual. To be fair, Seth, I don't actually know you that well. So well, okay, <laughs> you okay? How about this? You've known from what I've said and from people that <sighs> you know that I've been with. That is true. I okay. I know you by reputation. That that is yes. Not so that my, is your reputation. Not mine. Just not not me saying either. Other people. I was supposed to. No, no. I yeah. said that. Okay. I said that's your reputation. All right, ladies. That is his reputation. Thank you. Ladies, how you doing? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, let's be fair to me now. All right, so. But no, like, don't spit in my mouth or again, I'll punch you in the nose. Yeah. So. And don't. Sorry. Don't what? Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, no, hang on. So here's another question. And there are a couple of people who will listen to this who are going to understand exactly how strongly I feel about this. And I don't. Okay. Come play. Mm Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. So in what respect, like drawing on my stomach after I finish or spitting it back in my mouth or what are we talking about? Okay. So, all right. When I go down on somebody, uh-huh. so like, okay, when I go down on my partner yes. and he finishes, um, I'll swallow. Uh-huh. That's fine. Um, 
that's okay. Like straight from the tap, right down the chute, no big deal. Don't come on my face and then expect me to like lick it off. That's Wait, not going to happen. You're not a porn star? <laughs> okay, so. Um, if we're having a threesome, like I'm not swapping come with anybody. Like that's not happening. All right, so do you want to hear a personal like, story? Yeah, this is, yeah to, please do. Cause personal story of mine. I can't like. So mm. I'm not that into it. Like I like it's fluid. It goes where it goes. But the <laughs> the bar none best blowjob I ever got in my life. I finished, and then she just kind of like drew up and down my penis and around the head and over my balls with semen. I just kept doing it for about twenty minutes, and it was like I was continuously orgasming. It was just like I, I wasn't producing anything, but it just felt amazing. And unfortunately, I never dated that girl again, but it was just, it was (laughs) awesome. So yeah, I I would be open to trying that again. And, um, I have, well, that's different. Yeah. I have finished places that weren't quote traditional, but that was totally at the request of the person. You know, it's never been my request. It was their thing. Okay. So maybe I'm, when I say come play, it's more like in the mouth. Yeah. After orgasm, not like straight down the hatch. Yeah. Like snowballing, never. No. Right. <laughs> never going to happen, ladies. I'm not doing it. But at the same time, at the same time, I don't expect you to. I don't expect you to do anything. If if you, if if you want a warning before I'm going to finish so that you can get out of there, I'm going to give you that. You're going to get whatever you need. If you don't want it in your mouth, it's not going there. End of story. But again, that's that's part of respecting your partner yeah. and consent. Yeah. Okay, Better's and you better. know, and, and actually, while while we're there, I'm just I'm going to ask you your opinion on this because I have a very strong opinion on this, and mm-hmm. I I just I want to know where you're where you lie, and I think that we're probably on the same page. I because and I'm going to ask this because I understand that this is kind of a trend that's mm-hmm. going around or, or was a trend, and I'm old and behind the times. Um. So what is this that I'm hearing about? Oh, what the hell are they calling it? Like, what are they, like the ninja or something, this move that kids are doing, guys are doing, where like halfway through sex, they like sneak the condom off? That's not new. That's a, just a douchebag move. It's called the ninja, the Houdini, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, you just kind of like have your hand down there like you're maybe playing with her foot or something and you just kind of slide the condom off and yeah, keep going. It's a, and, it's a scumbag move. Okay, so rape or not rape? That's rape. The cons- okay, cons- thank you. Consent was not given for that particular thank act. You. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Oh, we absolutely, we totally are. Okay. Yeah, because folks, that's not fucking okay. No, not at all. All right. All right. All so right. So we, we talked about all the bodily fluids. Yeah, we talked about except yeah. poop. Yeah, no, no scat play ever. No, it's gross. Poop. Like, like I said, I'm a weird, freaky guy. I will probably not ever touch your butt. Don't touch mine. I'm not into anal. I'm not into butt play because poop comes from there. Hey, Seth. Yeah. Guess what? What? We are 100 percent going to talk about anal <laughs> at some point. Of course we are. I'm not saying I haven't done it. If my partner wants, my partner gets it. But it's not at all the thing that I'm going to want to do. I will never suggest it. Hey, Seth. Yeah. Do we need to bring a guest on the show for that? 
Well, yeah, it's always good to have an expert on the show that's not us. <laughs> I'm not talking about an expert. I'm just talking about somebody that I can talk to about it without them cringing. I won't cringe, but sure, absolutely. Future episode, <laughs> Your children. voice just goes up an octave. <laughs> Future episode, my lovely listeners. All right, but anyway... The next thing, all right. Continuing on, the next thing we want to talk about is, in my opinion, a bit of a moral gray area, and that's age play. You know, bigs and littles pretending you're a kid and or wearing a diaper and doing baby play. Um, Man, paraphilic infantilism. Yes, 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 yes. yes. (laughs) Um, not something I'm into. Um, but it's one of those things. If everyone's consenting adults, then fine. But you will get into the perception that it is just a uh, facsimile of pedophilia. And what are your thoughts on that? So I think you're right. It is kind of a moral gray area. And I think that there are there, there are really a couple of different schools of thought. And one of the biggest ones is that it, like you said, it, it's a facsimile of pedophilia. It's it's a way for a pedophile to get away with being a pedophile without actually breaking the law because they can be with a partner who will pretend to be a child at, in order for them to get sexual gratification. But when you talk to folks that participate in this, uh, this kink, because it is a kink and not a fetish for most of them. And as we explained at the top of the episode, kinks are an exploration. Mm-hmm. It's something that you do because it's different. It's fun. It is not a fetish. Most of these folks do not require this in order to achieve sexual gratification. Yeah. So when you have a couple who one partner has assumed the role of the adult and the other partner has assumed the role of a younger person. And with age play, it can be, you know, it can be like we discussed before where they are a baby, where you have diaper play. And I'm not saying that it's always the case, but often the case with that is there isn't and maybe maybe I'm going too far when I say often because it, it's not really my my forte. I haven't been involved in it. Yeah, you were not nearly the expert, or, nor am I, on this as we are on other right. things. Um, but I don't believe that there's always or even often a sexual side to the diaper play with with the 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 baby play. That it's it's diaper changing, it's bottle feeding, it's a lot of care yes is the big the people that i've known that have been into it it was always sexual it was never like living a lifestyle there are people that do it that way that they just want to be cared for as a child but for the most part from people that i've seen again this is people that i've seen this is not my i'm not talking about i'm not talking about littles i'm Mm -hmm. talking about the baby play in particular i know what i'm saying it's like a lot of people that were into the hardcore the diapering and the bottles it 100 was a sexual thing again these are the okay. people that I and maybe know. I'm wrong. These are the people that I know. I'm not going to try and do sure. some Dunning Cougar effect where, oh, well, I know these people, so therefore everyone's like this. I will never do that. I'm not that guy. <laughs> so, and hey, listeners, this would be a perfect opportunity for fucking somebody who's into this to let us know, like, exactly. what is it like for you? 
Um, are, is it sexual for you? Is it not sexual for you? What's been your experience in the community? Now, I've known littles where it's been a lifestyle, where they've been in a relationship with their partner and the little um, side of their relationship was not sexual. Um, you know, they would they kind of had a, a two-part relationship. So the the main part of their relationship, they were two consenting adults um, in a relationship. They did all of the normal adult things. They paid bills, they worked, they raised children, they did everything that you would expect two adults to do. But they also kind of had this flip side to their life where one assumed the role of the adult caregiver and the other assumed the role of like kindergarten aged child where they were able to sort of let go and be taken care of and coddled and whatever it was that they needed to do. And it was very psychological, but it wasn't sexual. That's totally fine. Now that was just, and that was just them, but it, it varies. And littles range in age from babies to teenagers um, and it, it varies relationship to relationship, partnership to partnership. It's so I, I guess my question for you is, have you tried they're it? Very different. Have you tried it? I have not tried it. I've been around people that have done. I've, I've, I've watched it. I've been in a voyeur group and we watched people do it and it just didn't get me there. So it's not my thing. But if it's yours, go ahead. Just, you know, as long I as think I wouldn't mind doing it. Mm -hmm. I think I would like to try it. Maybe. Would you want to be the parent um, or the child? I would totally want to be the little. Okay, fair. But I <laughs> but I think I'm too much of a control freak. I think it would take a very specific person to yes, our, be my big. Our, our lovely Sarah, that hardcore type A personality. <laughs> All right, so I know this next one is so near and dear to your heart, and I like it too. And it's a big, huge blanket term, but role-playing. Yay! I know my that, favorite. Yeah, you are super into having like writing partners and doing like ba I am. basically doing writing erotica between two or multiple people. And that is, yes. mm -hmm. that, that is your role play. Like you're role playing writing a story together almost. Or you are. Yeah, no, that, yeah that's exactly what it is. And oh, for, um, for, I have, no, sorry, go ahead. I, I interrupted you. Yeah, for a lot of people, other, other role playing would be like, you know, playing farm boy and stable girl or, superheroes or you know cops and robbers that kind of thing but i think right. yeah i think <laughs> your form of role play is a kink for the mind you know yes and the body because you're gonna you know you've told you've told me before that you've really gotten excited writing these things and had a little alone time so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's kind of serves a dual purpose so with role playing as a kink um, yeah, it's, it's been, like you said, it's kind of an umbrella term or it's used very widely. Um, like you said, it's, you think about like porns back in the day, you know, stable boy and, you know, the milkmaid and whatever else. Pizza's here. You're, 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 <laughs> exactly. I heard you sprung a leak. <laughs> what? You pay me, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So it's very, uh. You, you have those different things that you do and those are fun. You know, it's, you know, there's a little bit of that. I think that I, I can't think any couple doesn't do that to some extent. Um, 
But no, the, the role playing that I do, like you said, it, it is, it's essentially writing erotica. Um, do you put yourself in that character when you're writing it or are you just being a writer writing a character? So the way I write is I'm, I'm just writing a character. Okay. Uh, like. So I, I write on FetLife. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few different partners that I write with. Uh, most of them I've been writing with for a long time. Um, and when I say a long time, I mean like the beginning of the year when Corona hit and everyone was uh, quarantined. You mean uh, nine years? There, yeah, nine years ago to start of 2020? Yeah, 10 years ago um, when shit hit the fan. Uh, no, there was actually, it was really amazing to see as we've discussed before, I'm on FetLife, which is a kink and fetish website. Think of it like kinky Facebook. That uh, you um, have finally talked me into joining, so yay. I have, yeah. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> so everyone is talking about how difficult you know, being quarantined is and not seeing friends and not seeing family and and being stuck at home. And I thought it was amazing because the one thing I could really see on FetLife was this huge influx of people on the online role play message boards Mm -hmm. looking for online role play partners and and everyone has different styles and some folks role play where you know you asked before do i put myself in the role or am i writing characters and and some folks do they put themselves in the role and it's it's them they're writing themselves into the story which is fine everyone has their own way of doing it that's not my preferred way that's mm-hmm. not how i write um but it it was so beautiful to see and it was so refreshing because people really used it as a therapy and and honestly, I mean, writing is a therapy for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's an outlet that I have. But it was really, it, gosh, I just, I loved seeing that. I loved seeing the number of people who came, who showed up on the message boards and said, wow, you know, this is really something that I needed to be able to reach out and just to interact with other people. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm single, you know, I'm I'm interacting with my friends and family on Facebook, but, you know, I'm not getting out. I'm not meeting new people. I'm not having those, this, the physical relationships and I'm not going on dates and I'm not, you know, I'm not doing these things that I want to be doing. Um, you know, I'm not going to these fetish nights or these kink nights that I'm used to going out and, and, and going to. I have to have an outlet. I need an outlet. And they use that as an outlet their imagination and the imaginations of people around them. And, you know, and it helped. Absolutely. And I thought that was just fucking so, fantastic. You ready for another uh, personal Seth story when it comes to this or not? Uh, always. All right. So I was never big into like uh, a lot of, a lot of my friends are into like uh, pen and paper role-playing games or even LARPing, you know, that kind of thing. Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, that kind of thing. It's, it's just not my thing. <laughs> I have so many friends that are so into it. But my old, you, my, you mean me, right? Well, you, you're, you're talking you're, about you're, me. You're one of them. But <laughs> one of my old roommates was having a LARP, and he begged me to mm-hmm. come because someone canceled, and he really needed this character played. Uh, so it's like, okay, fine, I'll I'll come hang out, and it was fun. But the weird thing that was happened was that my character was. Uh, in a uh, a masochist sadist relationship with this other woman that was playing a character, 
And we played it that way all night. We were hanging all over each other, um, making out heavily, and there was some touching going on. I saw her two days later, and I approached her. I'm like, hey, that was fun. Do you want to hang out again? And she's like, that was all in character. I don't, I'm not really interested in you. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's really kind of strange, but I, I get it, I guess. If, if that's the way that you play it, hey, go more power to you. Um, still had fun. Thanks. <laughs> uh, see you never. But yeah, that, Aww, poor that. It, it didn't bother me because if nothing else, honesty is the best policy. And it, oh, sure. like I said, it was weird to me at the time, but I got to have a pretty good night of fun out of it. And <laughs> I totally would do it that way again. <laughs> even, even with the end result. Well, there you go. Well, but, hey, as long as you had a good time. So have, have you done actual bedroom role playing? Like we said, Farm Boy and Stable Girl or Superman and Lois. Have you done a lot of that or is that just like, eh? Um, not a lot. Uh, my partner now isn't so much, I don't think, into that. But you're lucky that they're so beautiful. I, yes, I'm very, I'm very lucky. They're very, very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, he's uh, he's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. He's gorgeous. But it's just it's not his thing. And so so. It, therefore, it's not your thing either. Oh, no, it's still 100 percent my thing. And, and there's nothing in this world that's going to ever stop me from trying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, give it a give it a college try every so often. It's just, you know, as you wish. <laughs> it just he just gets very excited. Oh. <laughs> What can I say? I'm hard to resist. I, you, know, you, know, just no. you know what? If I didn't see you as a sister, I could, I could say the same thing, but I do. So no. <laughs> All right. So moving on yes. from me, because I could just gush about uh, yes. role playing all night. And also, if anybody wants to uh, jump on FetLife, you can look me up on their uh, Living Unscripted. And uh, I'm Seth Miss over here. Seth Miss, as in like Christmas, yes. only Seth Metz. Mm -hmm. uh, or if you're Hispanic, Seth Moore. <laughs> okay. Which is what I thought when I first saw it. No, I'm okay. like, well, I mean, that works. So you know? here's here's a story behind that. So there are, mm -hmm. there are certain porn sites that you have to have an account to favorite videos and download videos. Um, and I typed my name in and it was taken. It's like, how is my actual name taken? So I'm just like, Seth mass okay fine click we're done <laughs> nice nice just it was whatever <laughs> okay so yeah uh yeah. look me up on fet life living unscripted all one word mm -hmm. you'll see the actually the show logo is currently my screen my profile picture so same here look me up same on here. there and uh there we go i also have the show logo and, as uh, my profile picture come say hi Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did put it up, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so come up, say hi, uh, follow me on there, and drop me a line. You can message me on there about the show also. That's Suggest totally topics. Totally cool. Exactly. Um, all right, yes, so perfect. After all the shameless self-promotion <laughs> that we will do again at the end of the show, by the way. Uh, yes. Another one that's super, that's, that's super, we're, I know we're both super into it. We talk about it so much. Ropes and restraints. So yes, you are super into the uh, Shibari or you want to try it at least you really want to give it a go. So, 
Okay, so here's the thing with Shibari. I love it. I love looking at it. I love mm-hmm. seeing other people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to have it done to me. I am too self-conscious, Okay, I think, fair. to have it done to me only because it's it's so intricate and mm-hmm. it's so it's such just fucking artwork do you think that you would want to do it to a partner to your like if it, like for example no. this is predominantly and i won't say exclusively this is predominantly something done to women for the most part for the most part now i have seen some mm-hmm. male models mm-hmm. uh i have seen actually quite a few of them on fat life mm-hmm. um but no it, it is for, for the most part i think what i've seen probably I'd say a 90-10 split female to male. So you will, you just would, yeah. You from would, what I have seen. This wouldn't be something you want to do to your partner. It'd be like, eh. Um, it would be a lot of work because again, like a lot of the kinks that we're talking about today, it takes a lot of education. It takes a lot of practice knowing the, the knots, how to correctly tie people, um, is oh god you have to be so careful yes it can't be too loose it can't be too tight you have to know exactly where to place it on the body so that you're not constricting blood vessels so that you're not pinching nerves i mean it's so particular do you remember the uh board game mousetrap from the 80s (sighs) yes so remember how long that game took a setup and you would only play it like once or twice ever, and it would sit in the closet for the rest of the, the rest of time. That's, <laughs> yes. that's, that's what a lot of these are. It's like you break it out when you really want to, but it's just, yes. it's so time consuming that it's just like we'll get there when we get there. Yes, which is fair. Yes. <laughs> now, what well, are your, and they're also an investment. Yes, because to get proper you know, a financial investment to get proper shibari ropes and like even proper ribbon is not cheap. No. And then if you want to do any kind of suspension, you really oh, have yeah. to have the equipment to do proper suspension. Not only, not only that, in your home as well or wherever you are, you have to make sure that there's the proper studs in the roof and the wall and make sure that you can actually support this kind or of stuff. Or if you don't, if you're not doing any, if you're not doing studs, then you have to have, um, oh, what are they called? The the arches. Beams? You know, where, you're, where you actually have the, yeah, the, the suspension mm-hmm. beams or whatever, where they're like the big braces. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... <laughs> so what are your thoughts on other it's, like we, we talked on it briefly like metal restraints and stuff like that and we talk about leather restraints but are you like do you like handcuffs either with yourself or with your partner like talking like cuffing someone to a headboard that old chestnut you know we've seen in every you know <laughs> every uh sitcom in the 90s you know okay so i love handcuffs mm-hmm. because i have a uniform fetish um not a fetish sorry <laughs> because we're learning. Yeah, you just learned um, this. I have a, I did just learn this. I have a uniform kink. Um, so I do love me some handcuffs. However, I'm not a big fan of chain. Okay. So I wanted to I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll circle back. I'll circle back and I have to ask. Has sexy yeah, has, yeah, has, has sexy time happened in the uniform? No. Oh. Oh, that's sad. So that's here's sad. you know, it's you know. Because I mean, I mean, your history—you've been with a couple people that have jobs that required a uniform. So I was just curious mm-hmm. if it ever happened in the past. That makes me. Sense. And you know what? It's you know what has always happened. What's that? Like every experience that I've had uh, with anyone that I've been with who has had the correct um, attire to fulfill my fetishes, uh, kinks, 
See, I'm going to have to get back with this. Who has had the correct attire to, uh, to fulfill my kinks. Um, they've always said the same thing. And honestly, I kind of get it. I guess in a way mm-hmm. it's bringing work home. <laughs> um, I can, I can, totally, so, I can a hundred percent see their point, but on the, as a nurse, yeah. I wouldn't want to come home and play naughty nurse. <laughs> on the on the other hand, I totally have done it like multiple times. You ask me to, you know, if you ask me to whip out like my stethoscope, I'm going to listen to your fucking bowel sounds well, and tell you that you need to poop. <sighs> like, I mean, it's just not going to be sexy. Well, then not only that, it's like, okay, <laughs> our personal lives again. The last thing I want to watch when I get home is a medical show. I don't want to watch, you know, Grey's Anatomy or, you know, uh, one of the Chicago hospital shows. No, I, no, no. I live that. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> oh, no. I'm 100% watching them just so I can judge. No, they irritate me. Like, no, that's not accurate. That's not how, you, that's not how you do a blood pressure. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're, we're getting back on our pedestals. We got to get off our pedestals and move on. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm still... <laughs> so for the, for, I got to mute yeah. my mic. Hang on, folks. For those that missed the uh, previous episode, Sarah actually, unfortunately, came down with the COVID. And she's uh, out of the woods. She is back to work and in recovery, but there's still those lingering effects. So hang in there, kid. You're doing great. COVID ain't no joke, kids. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. All right. So, Whew, Sorry about that. That was gnarly. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, good times. Yeah. So let's talk about one wow. that uh, gets a really bad rep from a lot of people. And actually, uh, before we get to there, I do just want to say real fast because mm-hmm. I had, um, I did have one of our listeners uh, submit just some comments about restraints too. Since we've kind of talked about our thoughts on restraints, okay. I wanted to just throw in a third party as well. Um, this is coming from somebody who likes to do the restraining. Mm-hmm. So most of my, so even though, like you pointed out earlier, I'm a little bit of an A type as far as, you know, my personality goes, but usually sexually, I tend to be more submissive. Um, I'm a little subby. This uh, listener trends more towards the dominant mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. So he's more of the the restrainer as opposed to the restrainee. So this listener has a preference for leather and chains over rope. He likes the look of leather restraints. Um, And he, let's see, I'm just going to quote him. I could have a good time simply watching a partner struggle. There's a power trip, being the person that put them in that position, but also being the one that decides when they're set free. Consent, of course, being part of the scene, but there is still the exchange. So I think he makes a really good point because it's not just, it's not just the tactile. It's not just the, sorry, I'm going to cough again. It's not just the tactile. It's not just the, you know, I'm being restrained. It's not that there's so much to it that's psychological. It's not just the physical. It's, it's the, kind of like what we talked about earlier, knowing that you're putting yourself in that position with somebody and having that trust. Mm-hmm. There is that that power play 
that's going on. Totally so it, there, there's just so much more to it than sexual. So much of it is psychological uh, with so many of these kinks. Absolutely. So I guess what, man, where do your kinks lie, I should say, in the mind or in the body? Or is it a combination of the two? Um, so with my kinks, I think, because like, all right, as far as getting sex, like sexual gratification, like all I need is a magic wand and like 10 minutes and I'll fall asleep happy. So really my kinks, it's really more about psychological. Mm -hmm. I mean... I mean, yeah. I, 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 I would say, I would say that <laughs> even though mine based more towards the physical, I would say there's only 90% mental. I, I like the feeling of what's going on. And I like the, the mental place it puts me in. Because right. we're both caregivers, you know, for a profession. And when you are the sub being taken care of and me being more on the dom side, just, you know, either getting out some of that frustration from people that aren't taking care of themselves and I have to, take, I have to do it or just the frustration of the world in general. <laughs> it's cathartic, <laughs> you know? Sure. Sure. Uh, so now are you ready to move on to our next little uh, subject here? <laughs> well, and just, I, I want to point out, so you talked about, you know, being a dominant and using, you know, using kinks. And I think when, when you're talking about that and talking about restraints, you're talking more like the BDSM yes. side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, using it as an outlet, mm -hmm. you know, for, for frustrations and things like that. Because um, as much as I call myself a dom and I am, I control things. Um, or I lead the way anyway. My partner is normally in control. They're the person that tells me this is what I want. And okay, I will do that, but you're going to do it my way. You're going to do it the way that, you know, we're, I know this. We're both going to like it. Trust me. Have your trust in me. And if I lead you astray, well, if, I, if I lead you astray, we'll, we'll go another way. And I think that, I think we need to do an entire episode on BDSM. Oh, we are. That's, and I, it's on our list. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We're, we're going to talk about um, the dominant submissive relationships. We're going to talk about, I think we even need to talk a little bit more about bigs and littles. Absolutely. Um. I think we need to talk about the dynamics between, uh, yeah. you know, the sadists and masochists. Um, so I think that, you know, there's a lot that we need to delve into there mm -hmm. that maybe isn't entirely understood by Absolutely. the community at large outside of, you know, the kink community and even in the, the kink community to a point. Absolutely. Um, but I think that that's, that's something that, that's highly misunderstood and gets abused a lot is this idea that the dominant is some Asshole. over, yeah, some <clears throat> some over testosterone fueled male who's going to storm in and, you know, grab a woman or anyone by the hair and be like, this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it my way and we're going to do it now. I want, That's not how it works. I, I want my sub to enjoy every single second of what's happening. My pleasure in it is the last thing I care about. And that's just to me. As, I, that, that's how I deal. I have never met a dominant who has ever said, 
Well, okay, I take the back. I have never met a dominant that I consider to be a true dominant who has ever said that they are the ones who truly hold the power in the relationship. Yeah, and I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. Because like you said, at the end of the day, it's, you know, you know, they're, it's, you know, the submissive is the one who's, you know, not, not necessarily calling the shots, but they're the ones setting the limits. Yes. They have. Now the dominant is the one encouraging them. And pushing those limits. Sure. Like, you know what? You, you did this and I'm really proud of you. Yeah. You, you know, I'm really proud of how, how you handled this situation. I think you can do better. Will you try? And uh, here we go with Sarah again in her aftercare <laughs> fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I do love aftercare. Okay. So <laughs> this next one, anyway. this, this next one, a lot of people make fun of and a lot of people shit on. I don't think it's fair because there's something wrong with it. It's it's a bit strange, but if you're enjoying it and no one's getting hurt and everyone's consenting of age, it's fine. We're talking about pet play, pretending you, right. And, well, exactly. And what that pertains is pretending that you're an animal and a part your partner is the human caretaker. Be it if it's pony play where you're getting up in all this this basically a horse costume, you know, a, a bit in your mouth and maybe even a saddle, and you're trotting around some field somewhere or in, or in a carriage while your partner is, you know, riding in the carriage, whipping you a little bit, you know, or, you know, puppy play where you wear a dog costume or something, you know, like that. A lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of people shit on these lifestyles. And, and this is one of the things um, I've done a couple of these. Uh, some of them are really cool. Uh, some of them are not for me. I'm not really into puppy play. Uh, pony play is fun to watch because man, these people look great in their costumes a lot it's like you th- oh, absolutely. It's, like, it's almost like world-class co- cosplay you put a lot of time and energy oh, yeah. into this i'm so happy and a that, lot of money yeah, i'm so happy that you're happy you know sure and like i said as long as everyone's of age and consenting go to fucking town enjoy yourself it's your life you get one so absolutely now, have, absolutely have you engaged in this at all have you have you watched it in person or I have not watched it in person and I have not engaged in it outside of, you know, very basic uh, in the bedroom role play. So no, no, you know, dressing up anything outside of a collar, um, you know, and a leash and, you know, yeah, eating out of a bowl on the floor. That's hot. Once or twice. Did you enjoy it or was it not for you? Um, the bowl on the floor, not so much that I think that was a little bit much, but you know, the, the like curling up being petted on the couch, like that was nice. But again, that falls into the Sarah loves aftercare. Like that's, you know, that, that kind of does it for me. So it's, it, that kind of fits into what I enjoy anyway. <clears throat> but I, I think it's fantastic. I would watch it all damn day. <laughs> yeah. And then some, some of the clubs that I belong to, they were, they were, a large group of people that were very much into it. And like I said, the amount of money, there was one person that spent $14,628 on their horse costume and they looked fantastic. Oh, I believe it. Okay. And it's like, it's all custom work. Yeah. And 
uh, her and her partner were so happy. And I don't think oh, I've, sure. I, I don't think I've seen a happier couple. I was like, you, <laughs> you ladies are fantastic. I love you so much. Well, they do the whole, um, I don't know what the, the actual horse mm-hmm. equivalent is, but they do, you know, there are groups, they have whole competitions where yeah. they, you know, the ponies go out and they, they have I've, like, I've been to one. I've been to one. Yeah. They're jumping fences and, and, you know, in racing and, you know, they have like agility contests and where they're, they're pitting these ponies and they get, you know, trophies and there was, ribbons there was, and yeah. nobody was angry. Nobody was pissed. Everyone was smiling and having a great time. And right. It was such a cool And they do the same thing for the puppy plate. They do like the, the, what, not the kennel club, but what's the, the, the dog show that they do on TV. Yes. That's so fancy that everybody loves. <laughs> Yeah, Ugh, I, hate I can't that. think of it. But anyway, but it's, they, it's it's the West, it's, it's the uh, Westminster Kennel Club dog show, and I hate it so much. Yeah, yes, they do that, but it's but it's like with puppy play. Yes, and I think that that's fantastic. It, that makes me so happy. Man, th- this goes back to the beginning. Just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's bad. Exactly. You know, and and like you said before, you know, you have two consenting adults doing something that they love, and not always just two. Let's. Let's keep that out there. It's it could be more. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Consenting adults blanket term. Consenting adults blanket term. You know, I mean, trekkies. I'm a trekkie. You know, you have trekkies out there dressing up, spending thousands of dollars on their cosplay, and and people are out there shaming them for it when all they're trying to do is have fun. And well, and shaming them less now than they were 10, 20, 30 years ago. Because some of you know, us are like, okay, let's pull it. Vin Diesel, huge D&D nerd. And if I, I yes. doubt anyone's going to give him shit for that. You know? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, who was that? Uh, the, the big werewolf guy. Uh, 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 Joe, Joe Manganello. What is it? Yeah. Joe Manganiello. Yes. Yeah, uh, huge nerd. Uh, Good luck telling I him. I play in his dungeon. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he has a dungeon. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. I'm just, I'm jealous of him. A D&D dungeon, Seth. I'm sure, he has, I'm sure he has another one, too. I mean, who, who knows? We don't know that he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, do you have anything to tell us to talk about? Any final kinks or words of wisdom before we do the socials and a little surprise at the end here? Um, The only one, the only other one that I think I really wanted to mention, and only because uh, it was introduced... Or it was um, offered up by a previous guest from our show, Bailey. Hey, Bailey. Our porn shop expert. Yes. Hello, Bailey. Who? I just want to give a little shout out. Um, recently had a medical procedure, just a, um, you know, a routine sort of, uh, you know, operation. Lots of people have them, but she's she's doing well. And I wish her the best and a speedy recovery. Get well soon. So, Love you bunches. Yeah, well, soon we love you bunches. Um, <clears throat> so she has a uh, little kink for macrophilia. Ah, this is a popular one. You know what? And I, I didn't know that there was a name for it, but mm-hmm. I have it as well. It's um, it's giants mm-hmm. or or large people, much larger people. I have always been obsessed with like really really tall people. Um. Like I love to feel small. I'm average height. Um, I'm a stockier build. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> peasant stock, as I like to call myself. I'm good 
field hand, you know, material. Yeah. Um, so I would love, like, I love the idea of, of being helpless and at the mercy of somebody bigger and stronger than myself. So I totally get this fetish or and, this, this kink, sorry. And, this kink. and I, I think the root cause of that is you touched on it a little bit is that people inherently want to be protected for the most part. So I think it's a feeling of safety. Like I don't have to fight for myself. This person's going to fight for me. You know, I, I'm safe here. You know, if that makes any sense. Um, possibly mine is more just like, I want to be easily overpowered. That goes into the whole consensual non-consent thing too. You want that, but you don't want yeah. it dangerously. <laughs> exactly. Like, because I'm also into the consensual non-consent, that's also a, a kink for me. So. Yeah. But I'm, again, I'm a hardy peasant stock. So <laughs> um, I can also, there's a reason that I'm a very good nurse. I, I, I you know, we said on the show before, hold I'm, my I'm, own. Yeah, I'm a fairly large man. You know, I'm six foot four. I'm 240 pounds. I'm, I'm a big guy. I have, I've had plenty of women and men approach me because like, Hey, how are you? You look really nice. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm tall and I'm built. What's your point? <laughs> oh, that's your point. We can, we, we can, we can totally talk. We can totally talk. <laughs> if you, you want me to put my body? I'm cool with that. I'm no problem. <laughs> We're cool. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, definitely one of the draws for my partner. Oh, God, he's so handsome. <laughs> All right, so. Yep. Are you ready for the little surprise I talked about earlier? In, in, before we wrap yes. everything up. So Yes, please, because I keep coughing in everybody's ear and I, I feel bad. I didn't discuss this with you and I just thought of it, but I think it's a great idea. We need. I know, I'm like, I'm really curious. Now. We need more Twitter followers because we've only got like a handful and that shouldn't be because we got a lot of subscribers. I know you all have. I know, what the hell, guys? I know you have Twitter. So the day that this show drops, we're going to put a poll on the Twitter page, which is at In The Sack Pod. Four choices. You, our listeners, are going to pick the next topic for this show of the four choices we give you. Now, I'm not telling you what they are right I now. Just, oh, because I just yelled the topic for the next show out in the parking lot at work tonight. Oh, so. that's, that's, that's terrible. It might not be. Have them go vote for uh, it, well, just to be sure. I only, I only think three people heard, so hopefully. So the day, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, go over to our, again, our Twitter page, at In The Sack Pod. There'll be four choices. Pick your go, favorite. now. Yes, right now. Right now. And pick your favorite, because it won't be up there forever. But pick your favorite topic, and we will discuss that on the next show. And our other social medias, facebook.com slash In The Sack Podcast. Instagram also at in the sack pod and like we said on FetLife, Sarah is living unsc- <gasps> living unscripted. I am Sethmus. Friend us there. We like people. Tell us what you think. I love people. Yeah. You want to email us something about the show, Seth and Sarah Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you know we don't really do TikTok. Who knows? We might. Should we? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat. I don't know. Snapchat, man, sure, fine. If you if you want it, we'll do it because we are here for you people to spread the knowledge. And you probably just get snaps of me complaining about how people drive because that's really all I I mostly snap. Uh, there's there's that there's that Uh, sorry (laughs) so before we get out of here again so many thank yous that we have to give out because this show 
is produced and edited by Bradley Arl. Hi, Brad. Yes, Bard. Music. Bard, we love you. <laughs> Music by Bradley Arl. Again, thank you. <laughs> Cover art by Sarah. Yay. Yay. And is that up- was me. And is uploaded to the interwebs by Franklin. Franklin, thanks again. Yay, Frank. <laughs> so until next time, when you pick the topic and we jump once again in the sack. With Seth and Sarah. <laughs>